Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, April the 4th, 2023. It is Tuesday of Holy Week. So, yeah, it is Tuesday of Holy Week. And uh, like yesterday, I uh, on my main page, um, Terry Rowland page, I posted a little video um, that was produced by Gospel Coalition about <clears throat> what um, what occurred in the life of Jesus on Holy Tuesday, or as they uh they entitle it, uh they title it uh, Entrapment Tuesday, and as Jesus addressed uh, four different attempts to entrap entrap him uh, by the religious leaders, and so uh, <clears throat> Tuesday was an eventful day uh, in Holy Week. It was uh, a day of teaching, day of a long day of teaching and. Uh, clashing with the religious leaders and some of which uh, is the the material that we'll read today. Um, it also includes some uh, a pronouncement of judgment on the temple. It's uh, Jesus travels back and forth from Bethany about an hour or so hour and a half walk from uh, Jerusalem <clears throat> and does teaching with his disciples and really, Clashes with the religious leaders, and so um, it is. Uh, it is. It is probably the last. <clears throat> it is the last public. Um, as far as we know, it's the last public um, ministry time of Jesus. Uh, after Tuesday, he will go pretty well into uh, more seclusion. Um, Wednesday, we know very little about. It's very likely, and we'll talk about it tomorrow a little bit, but it's very likely that he stayed in Bethany on, t on Wednesday um, before uh, celebrating the Passover meal on Thursday. <clears throat> so Tuesday was the last really um, intense public interchange between Jesus and, uh, and, and, and primarily the religious leaders. Um, so this will, after three years of, of ministry, and teaching and preaching and healing um, this day in a sense uh, is the last is in effect the, the the closing of the teaching ministry of Jesus I mean he will continue to teach all the way through the cross of course but uh, this will uh, in effect be uh, the conclusion of his public teaching ministry uh, the Tuesday of Holy Week and some of that uh, of what he taught is right here um, that we're looking at this morning. Uh, Matthew chapter 24. <clears throat> you know what we do, guys? Well, let's do it. We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. 
Verse uh, 1, chapter 24 of Matthew, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. And so this is very likely the end, uh, towards the end of the day on Tuesday. Um, and so he would be, after doing all the teaching and clashing with the religious leaders that we read about yesterday in Matthew 23, Today, he's had, today, as we pick up in chapter 24, now we the next scene is he's leaving um, Jerusalem, heading back to Bethany, and the disciples uh, come up to him and call his attention to the buildings. And it, probably the temple complex, right? The, uh, the temple structure with all of its, with the temple and the wall and all the uh, pieces of the temple uh, structure. And so they call his attention to, his, to its buildings. Do you see all these things, he asked? Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. So they're, um, I mean, that was not exactly probably what they thought, right? I mean, they're, uh, they're admiring the temple. Wow, look how beautiful it is. Look how much work and intricacy uh, must have gone into the creation of this beautiful complex. And Jesus says, I'm telling you, judgment is coming on this complex. Not one stone is going to be left on the other. It's going to be a pile of rubble. Um, kind of mirrors the, uh, the parable of the fig, or not the parable, the cursing of the fig tree, right? When he goes to the fig tree and there is no figs on the tree, it's in leaf but no figs, and that fig tree is uh, symbolic for Israel, for at least, or at least in particular, the temple, the temple system. It uh, it's in leaf, but it has no fruit, and it is going to be. He's cursing it. He's pronouncing judgment on it. Verse three, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So when will the temple be destroyed? When, when is the end of the age? When is this going to happen? Well, the temple was destroyed in 70 A.D., just uh, you know, a generation, 30, 40 years from the time Jesus spoke. Um, the temple was destroyed. Uh, but they are here thinking about you know, the end of times. And Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. Now, this is always interesting, because there's a couple ways you can read that. There are those people who will come and throughout history and claim to be the Messiah. Like I, and, and maybe not with those words precisely, but claim to save us. They will save us. They Put, put your hope, put your, um, your trust in me, and I will save you. And throughout history... Uh, people have done that, and they still do it. Uh, political leaders are notorious for this every election cycle. Put your trust in me, and I will save you. I will solve your problems. I am what you've been looking for. And so that's nothing new, right? I mean, that's nothing new. That's, that's happened from the beginning of time. People have come in, come by, um, you know, financial leaders, religious leaders, uh, political leaders, military leaders, you name it, uh, charismatic figures. 
claiming to, to be the having saving power. And Jesus says, don't let anyone deceive you. Don't be gullible. Um, gullible, <laughs> gullible is not a spiritual gift, guys. Gullible is not spiritual fruit. We're to be trusting. We're to have faithfulness, but we're not to be gullible. There's nothing, uh, there's no virtue in being gullible. And so, um, you know, sometimes we celebrate, you know, oh, they're just so sweet. They just believe anything. That's so, they're gullible. There's no virtue in that. Jesus says, don't let anybody deceive you. Ask questions, test the spirits. Run what they're saying by the word of God. Ask for wise counsel. Yeah, don't let anybody deceive you. So many will come in my name. Some will claim to be saved. Now, there's another way you can read this, though. Many will come saying, I am, that is, Jesus is the Messiah. And they will deceive people. So they'll be saying the right things. They'll be saying, Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Lord. But they... They have a corrupted religion. They have a corrupted ideology. They have a, re a corrupted uh, belief. They're just they're using Jesus to deceive people. They come, in a sense, in the name of the Lord, but they're not really of the Lord, right? So there's two ways you can read that. One is people will claim, "I am the Messiah personally," but some will claim Jesus is the Messiah, but they will come to deceive. In either case, the point is the same, right? Don't be gullible. Don't let anyone deceive you. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. You're going to hear about wars. You're going to hear about the rumors of wars. We, we've lived with this our whole lives, guys, right? Like every, you know, there are, the wars are seemingly unending. And, uh, you know, you know, whether it's, a constant conflict with Russia or China or uh, the Islamic militants, or that's just in our country, right? That's just some of the the uh, um, in Afghanistan or uh, North Korea. We 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 it's, it's a regular. Um, we've had different heightened times of uh, war and threats of war with those and others throughout the years. During the World Wars, it was Germany. Um, and that's just America. I mean, we, that's just, you know, remember, America is not the center of the world. <laughs> I know, sometimes we think it is. Like, you know, in other parts of the country, there are, we, we, there are, are equally and really more constant wars and rumors of wars. And so Jesus isn't just talking to Americans here. He's not even talking primarily to Americans here. So we, we often think wars and rumors of wars. It's like, well, I know here in America we're really spacey. We are not the time clock of God's activity. Oh, I know it's hard to believe. I know, I know. But some of us think the United States is the time clock of God's activity. Like it's, we're the apple of his eye. No, we're not. What makes it? Why would we think that? Why would we think that the United States is the apple of the Lord's eye and that every prophecy in the Bible is, has, the, has the United States at the, uh, at the center of it? No. 
It's got the people of God at the center of it. It's got the saints of God. It's got the church. In some degree, it's got Israel, the work of God, um, the people of God. Anyway, uh, so watch out, let no one deceive you. Um, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that no one is alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end has still not come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of the birth pains. <clears throat> it's the beginning. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all the nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from, from the faith and will betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. The persecution throughout the ages will be ratcheted up. Some people will be put to death, even those right there in the uh, listening to these words of Jesus firsthand. And some people will turn away. Uh, those that tr have not truly con converted and given their hearts to the Lord, they're going to turn away when persecution is ratcheted up. And false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love, hmm, the love of most will grow cold. Wow. That's an ominous warning, I think, um, for our time. Um, the love of many will grow cold. Certainly, certainly that means the love for God. The love for God will grow cold, you know. Uh, in in a uh, in an effort to save themselves, in an effort to avoid persecution, and avoid in an effort to fit in, in an effort to um, just assimilate, uh, and then our the love for God uh, from many people will grow cold. But it also means love for other people too, right? <clears throat> love in general. Love for others, love and respect for others. Oh, what an ominous warning for our culture when there's so much venomous dialogue that goes on. The love of most will grow cold. Oh, I love the people who agree with everything I say. Ooh, man, I love them. Praise God for them people. Those that let's say that amen, everything I say, man, they awesome. That's how we, that's how we, that's what we like, right? But the people, the people that disagree with me, the people that see the world differently, to them be damned. Hmm. Not so with the church, guys. That's that's not an option for us. Not an option for us. We um we know that God's love is extended to the whole world. Even to people who disagree with us and, you know, they're wrong. Right. I mean, they're wrong, but they, but they're good. But they're, um, but God loves them. No, you know, being, I mean, silly. But yeah, God loves them. So we, it's not so. We can't do that. We can't write people off just because they disagree with us. The love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end, come on, y'all, the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. How many people standing firm to the end? Come on, who's gonna stand firm to the end? No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. I've chosen to follow Jesus. I am going forward with him till the end. That's what Jesus is calling for. 
and the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Wow. That's the, uh, that's the message and the power and the fuel for mission right there, guys, to preach the gospel to the whole world as a testimony to the nations. And that means to preach it in their language and in a way that they understand. doesn't mean dropping English tracks to places that don't speak English. That's not getting the that isn't preaching the gospel to the whole world. It's getting that's why the the wonderful work of like Wycliffe Bible translators and Gideons and others who are uh, striving and missionaries that go around the world to far-reached people groups are uh, are doing a good work as they translate the word of God as they preach the word of God in native languages. It's part of God's purpose that must happen. The gospel is preached to the whole world, then the end will come. Now think about this, guys. Think about it. so the early you got a you got a handful of guys who are standing here, and no one even knows about the gospel outside of Jerusalem. And the disciples at this point don't really even know the gospel. They haven't seen the they haven't seen the death. They haven't seen the resurrection. They haven't seen the church uh, the out, the outpouring of uh, the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Here is Jesus on the last this last day of his public speaking ministry, and he's telling them that this gospel, come on, this gospel that is going to be based and rooted in his life and teaching, his death and resurrection, that gospel is going to spread to the, to the ends of the earth. And it, the, this whole thing is not going to come to an end until the message about him permeates the earth as water covers the sea so the glory of the Lord will cover the earth. Wow. They had no, they're like, what? This little thing that we've been doing for the last three years is going to, must go to the ends of the earth? They haven't heard the Great Commission yet. They haven't, they haven't heard Jesus' last uh, words to them. We haven't got to Matthew 28 yet. <laughs> but he says, that's what's going to happen, friends. This gospel must be preached to the ends of the earth, to all nations. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let the one who is in the field go back to get their, uh, go, go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for a pregnant woman and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great distress, unequal from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. Hmm. It's talking about the, uh, the desolation of the temple, the invasion of Jerusalem by Rome. What a, what a, what a dreadful day. And uh, in those days, had not had they not been shut cut short, and he's also talking about you know as things grow wax wax worse over time. So it's both the short. There's a short term judgment. There's a there's a long term end time judgment. In those days, had it not been cut short, no one would survive for the sake of the elect. Those days will be shortened. 
at that time, if anyone says to you, look, there's the, here's the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders. Don't chase signs and wonders. You chase signs and wonders, you may very well miss the Messiah. You may very well miss Jesus. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Messiah, there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear, and what will they do? They will perform great and wonder signs. Don't be deceived. And they will do wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. <laughs> I'm telling you this. This is going to happen. False prophets are going to come. They're going to do awesome things. going to be cool things. Don't let them deceive you. They're going to try to deceive even the elect. So if anyone tells you, there he is, out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is, in the inner room. Do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will it be the coming of the Son of Man. Praise God. You know, there were there are denominations that have been founded on the false belief that Jesus has already returned or that he's coming back at a certain time and that they know the time or they know the date. And Jesus says, don't do it. It's going to continue to happen throughout time. People are going to say, go out to the wilderness, go out to Utah, go out to the mountain, go out to... Uh, Africa, go out to this little city, go out to this town, and God's going to return. No, don't do it. Save your money. Save the gas money. You're wasting your time. Don't believe it. I've told, he says, I told you this ahead of time. <laughs> so if anyone tells you there he, there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Um, Verse 28, wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. <laughs> Dead. Death. Immediately after the stress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Talking about the, talking about the end, man. <laughs> then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then will all the people of the earth mourn when they see the Son of Man coming when the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Why will they mourn? Because they didn't know him. They didn't love him. They rejected him. They will mourn when he comes in power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds. The elect going to be happy. There are going to be people who mourning, but they won't be the elect. They won't be the elect. They will be ecstatic, the most joy they've ever experienced in their lives. We will, we will see the Lord. We will hear the trumpet call. And as lightning flashes across the sky, the Son of Man will appear in glory. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Hmm. We're to long for it, man. We're to long for the coming, the preaching. We're to long simultaneously for the preaching of the gospel to expand to the ends of the earth. Why do we invest in the local church? Why do we invest in missions? Why do we invest in getting the word of God out, to building relationships, 
building connections so that people can hear the good news? Why do we support missionaries around the world? Why do we do this? Because it is an essential part of the coming of the Lord that we get the gospel preached to all nations. To all people. Hmm. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be coming of the Son of Man. No one knows the day or the hour. For in the day before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. Up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. Notice, the flood took them all away. You do not want to be taken away. To be taken away is to be judged. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken. You don't want to be taken. And the other will be left. Two women will be grinding with, with hand mill. One will be taken. You don't want to be taken. And the other left. The flood came with, and the people that were taken in the flood, that wasn't good. This is not about a rapture. It isn't. People misuse this passage all the time to talk about a secret rapture. You do not want to be taken based on these verses. Taken is bad. Staying is good. Therefore, verse 42, keep watch, therefore, because you do not know by what day the Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would have not let his house be broken into. So we've got to keep watch. So you also must be ready, church of God, children of God, people of God, my friends, my brothers and sisters. That's what he wants us to know. Be ready. Be watchful. Be watchful. Always be ready. He's going to tell a parable in Matthew 25 about the ten virgins, which is about being ready, keeping oil in your lamp. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep it burning, burning, burning. Give me oil in my lamp. So yeah, something like that. <laughs> I pray. <laughs> Be ready. And what does that mean? Stay in intimate relationship with Jesus. Man, this Holy Week affords us the opportunity to tend to the oil in our lamp. The intimacy with Jesus. The, um, the closeness with him. To check the oil, as it were, in your spiritual life. Has my love grown cold? Is my love growing cold? Which way is it going? <laughs> is it getting hotter? Is it, is it getting warmer and vibrant? Do I hear his voice? Do I walk with him? Do I love him more than when I first believed? Be ready. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his house to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for the, that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Man, we want, to be do, we want to be right where the Lord wants us when he returns, doing what he's called us to do. <laughs> Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that a servant is wicked and says to himself, 
my master is staying away a long time. And then he begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come one day on a day when he does not expect him. And at an hour, he is not aware of. And he will cut him into pieces and assign him a place with hypocrites. Where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a short parable there at the end about just we're servants of the Lord. We're supposed to be doing the, ser- the, the, the master's work while he's gone so that when he returns, he finds us doing the work of the master, not killing and eating and being drunkards. No, doing the work of spirit-filled men and women of God, tending to the oil in our lamps. devoted to seeing the gospel, this gospel reached to the ends of the earth. I, 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 I give this teaching to you, and I just put it to you in this thought, like context. Like All of this is powerful. All of this is, in a sense, ominous, in a, in a sense like uh, it's, uh, it's intended to wake us up. I mean, it's like this is like somber, like wake up, right? This is wake up kind of teaching right here. Uh, this isn't lullaby, rocky to sleep teaching. This is slap you in the face, wake up, pay attention, cold water in the face. Hey, right here, right here, right here, you know, kind of thing. But all of this, remember, put all of this in the context of the end of Jesus' life. I mean, this is, he's about, he's soon to face the cross. And if there's a time to call for wake up, it's now. And um, and he does. Wow. I don't know, man. I don't know about you, but just this this teaching just fills my heart. Um, the beautiful thing is you don't have to fear. <laughs> if you have this relationship with Jesus, none of this scares you. Praise God. Now, before I knew Jesus, I'd read this. It would scare me to death. You know what? I read this, and I'm filled with hope. Enjoy. There's not a single thing in here that scares me. And it shouldn't scare you either, friend. If you know Jesus and you're with him and you're tending to the intimacy oil in the lamp, that is the relationship with God, you have nothing to be afraid of. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you for this uh, beautiful teaching from the life of Jesus. God, we pray that we would keep the uh, the oil burning in our lives, the intimacy with you. Thank you, God, that we can look to the future with a smile because of the hope that we have in you. God, we pray for the peoples of the earth that the gospel, the good news, would extend to the ends of the earth, that we would do our part, that as we go, we would be ambassadors of the good news that we would, we would speak and preach in love in the name of your Son. God, let us not be deceived. Let us not be those who are gullible, chasing off after this person and that person to the wilderness. But let us keep our eyes fixed on you. Lord, we know that you told us that unless a kernel of wheat, a seed fall to the ground and dies, it cannot bear fruit. And we realize that this week is a, well, 
seed was falling to the ground. And today, we enjoy its fruit. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray your blessing upon my friends. May you strengthen them and encourage them. Surround them with your grace and peace, Lord. Let them know of your great love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys on the podcast for spending this time in the Word and in prayer. Hope you have a great day. I hope this Holy Week just ministers to your heart uh, as you walk in step with the Holy Spirit. We'll be back at it tomorrow as we look at Mark chapter 13 on Spy Wednesday of Holy Week. Hope you can make it. Thanks for liking, subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff. Really appreciate it. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.